Hello, everyone. Welcome to Today in Space. Uh, I have the assistant back with me. Welcome. Thank you for having me back. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for coming. Uh, we are recording on Sunday this week. Uh, like I said, a little too busy um, to to record and launch on Mondays, so we're doing them today. And uh, of course, the big the big talk in the town is the blizzard. So, Absolutely. Uh, we are estimated in our area um, anywhere from 15 to 30 inches as of earlier today. So we'll 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 talk more on that later. We'll probably close the show with that. <laughs> yeah, you know you you can't you can't hear me shaking my head here. So just, yeah, it's uh it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the good thing is the thing with being a weatherman or something like that. It's one of the few jobs you can be wrong most of the time and still keep your job. So we'll, well see. They've been wrong before. Well, I can tell you, you know, I was, I was watching uh, the weather this morning. As you, you know, I work out every morning and uh, usually check out all the, the weather women on the, the channels. And uh, they were all smiling from ear to ear because it was this great blizzard coming. And I'm like, you know, it's one of those jobs that you can really get so happy about. You know, when there's a blizzard or a tornado coming. Just destruction. Just yeah, just, just, I, I didn't want to say it that way, but that's the, that's the truth. Natural destruction. The way it was meant to be, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it. No, right. no, no. no, no. no I just finished off uh, shoveling the last of yesterday's storm. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So we'll, we'll keep you updated. We'll have... Uh, some some good radio for you guys to listen to while you're stuck inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to find my snowblower now and see if yeah. it starts. You know, so I'll have to well, that up by tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow's the last day. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, welcome to today in space. If you're new to the show, uh, which some of you might be, uh, welcome. First of all, um, this is a show where we're gonna sit down and talk about anything space related, uh, as it is right now. Basically, it's whatever I can find, uh, put together. And, and then just sit down with either someone or it's by myself and just talk about it. Just work your way through it, you know, have, have what, what's out there for information and then just think, think and dream about it. Because the reality is we're going, we're going into space. That's, that's the reality of it. And it's always there, even, even more than that. It's always there. So what we're trying to do here is we're not trying to be super intelligent. It's an entertainment show. Um, it's explicit for a reason, because uh, I don't feel like uh, lying to you guys. This is just real talk. Um, doesn't mean we're going to be right, but right. it means we're going to at least try to be as real as we can about it. And it, it's the it's a point for people who don't think that they're into space to. I I, I want the show to be that is that if if you feel like for some reason you're not smart enough or you're not, I was told I wasn't smart enough, and now. Look, I have a podcast I started on my own, uh, you know, went to school to be an aerospace engineer. So those people that tell you you're not smart enough, they're wrong. The problem is you haven't figured out a way to uh, find it in a way that you like it, you know. So for me, talking about it, that's that's my big thing. So sure. that's what we're trying to do with this. Absolutely. So, I, you know, this is uh, definitely for dreamers. That's the way I always look at it, you yep. know. I mean, you know, it's, uh, no one ever thought... Uh, we would really actually go to space, and uh, we did. And then there was a space station, and then now we're going to go somewhere else. And you know, it's it's for the dreamers. You got to dream, and then you got to execute, right? So. Yep. And uh, what we'll uh, talk about today, uh, first off, what we we got to talk about it is uh, about the the mission that's going to happen pretty soon about uh, one of our uh, astronauts and two cosmonauts going into space for a year-long mission. And so the idea behind that is that, uh, you know, we've had, especially American astronauts, we've had uh, people go in for six months, six right. months before, and we have a, yeah, I think, a pretty yeah. good understanding of, um, of kind of what we want to do uh, and what happens to the human body throughout that. They've created um, these crazy workout machines. I'll try and find some pictures, maybe a little video, <laughs> but they, they don't, look because they have to be built to, to work the same way that something on earth works but without gravity and it can't push against the the, the international space station because you're going to cause it to roll so <laughs> these things are crazy it's yeah. it's complete backwards engineering um and it's <laughs> it's 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 crazy so we'll we'll get into that in, in a no second. i'm assuming it's someday they're going to come up with um 
you know, a space station, a space vehicle that they'll actually have gravity within. Well, you know, versus, you know, now they're obviously weightlessness. You know, there's no weight. So obviously if you've got uh if you've got body pain, then obviously that's the place probably the place to be. Right. But uh you know, uh, you know, without they're going to have to be able to find a way to create gravity for these long missions. I would assume. Well, it's it's interesting. They there's been a lot of there's been a lot of especially theoretical stuff, and it's made its way into movies and TV. Um, and the idea is that you know you would have these um, external uh, moving parts that would create this fake gravity. You know, it's, it's a centrifugal force. It's pushing you. To the outside, but what they're doing is they'd be counter rotating. I, I don't know the science, I'm just this is from what I've seen. It's counter rotating, and what it does is inside, uh, because of the rotation, you're being pushed into the middle, if I'm not mistaken. So it's creating gravity to the center. So it's not true gravity, but it's interesting. enough. Interesting. It's enough. It, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll have to get into that one of these days, but uh, you know, uh, I'll just leave it at that. I had like some thoughts on it, you know, about creating a double or triple you know, well within the ship, you know, so you can create that, that density the same way almost in a, you know, in an airplane you're creating, you know, you're creating, you know, the vacuum, you're creating pressure, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, we'll definitely reach on it because this mission now, uh, it's going to start in March uh, and uh, it's going to involve uh, astronaut Scott Kelly. Uh, uh, President uh, Obama uh, saluted him the other day at the, um, State of the Union address on Capitol Hill in Washington, um, you know, and and we're I mean we're all excited for this. I mean this is this is the first step for us to understand what happens to the human body when inevitably we're going, going to Mars. Right. We're going other places. We want to survive. We need to figure out what happens. We know six months, but if someone goes to Mars, our current understanding is, or how I've read it. They can't come back. They're there. They're done. Right. You know. So it's like, what are you going to be able to do on Mars if uh, you know if all these different things are happening to their bodies? And we'll get into that into a second here. Yeah, we have to give uh, President Obama a little uh, props because when he first got into office, he basically stopped everything that NASA was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it stopped he, all the funding and everything was stopped. Well, and, but and now he's come around. So I mean, it's good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. I, I'm just excited know? because when when. George W. Bush was in office. My political affiliations on either side, President Obama or W. Bush, doesn't matter. The reality was, uh, the space program was dying with with uh, with GW. Right. Um, and it didn't look like it was very good. Um, but what uh, President Obama did was he eliminated what had what, uh, I forget what the system was called, but basically Orion, the the space right. launch system we have now. Um, they were trying to do that. Uh, in the last presidency, uh, but it cost too much money. It wasn't getting anywhere, and with the shuttle gone, it, it just everything was kaput. Um, and now, with Orion being successful on its first test launch, uh, it's good. The, just the big thing, just like with the last one, is it's got to stay with a reasonable budget, or else it's going to sap from everything else. And right. then eventually, you know, people will be asking, "Oh, why are we doing this?" And it'll be gone. So. Yeah. But yes, props to President Obama for keeping keeping us in the space race uh, as as a country because we we need to be ahead of this. We can't we can't yeah, be behind. You know, well obviously the Russians are ahead of us. So there's no question about it. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways. So, but you know, give them props. Give them props mm-hmm. for recognizing it at this point and saying, all right, you know, let's you know let's go ahead and go with this. So good. Yep. So uh, let's go into I had. Um, Let's go into some effects of the human body before we really start talking about this. Uh, I found a pretty good article. I'll put it up on the site. But uh, it's basically, this is the top, uh, this is six just interesting facts for what happens in space. What I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring it up to you, and then you give your uh, idea, because I've already read this. Right. But you give what you think, uh, and then we'll actually see what happens. Sure. Okay, so the first one is going to be that astronauts get taller. Well, I guess that makes sense. You know, yeah. gravity's not pushing down on you. I'm sure I could use a little bit of that too. You know, gonna, okay. I could go just a little while, yeah. get a few inches. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the, I I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, why, why why do you think? Uh, just what would be the first thing you think that would be the reason for that? Well, I would think because of lack of gravity. I mean, the lack okay. of compression on you. Okay. I would think right. All so, right. 
Let's see. All right, so during the six months that most astronauts spend on the International Space Station, they can grow up to 3% taller. Oh, all right. Without gravity, the spine is free to expand, making the space flyers taller even when they first return to Earth. Right. I guess it kind of falls into that uh, kind of inversion theory, right? Inversion I mean, table type inversion of thing. Inversion table, yeah. Sure, so. sure. So. Yeah, giving it room to breathe, I guess. Yeah, just opening up the inversion spine. Inversion table, sure. right? Cool. Cool. And uh, they return to their uh, pre-flight height a few months after being back when they're in grass. That makes so sense. They do return. Yeah. They do return. All right. Uh, so next is uh, puffy faces and skinny legs. That's interesting. You know, uh, skinny legs I can get because I said, are oh, you going to lose some muscle mass because you're not you're not engaging the muscles in any way because there's no gravity, mm-hmm. uh, even though you do have workout equipment. Now, the puffy face... I don't. I don't really know why that that be the case. Is that because the the blood rushes to the head or to the face? I mean, is that I don't know. That, that, I I don't have a reason for that one. Well, let's see. All right. So when on Earth, the fluids in the human body are distributed unevenly because of gravity. Okay. Uh, most fluids pool in the lower extremities, leaving little fluid in the top of the body. Uh, and Doesn't life so much in for orbit. our brain, does it? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not really Where good for our going? brains. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so for the first few weeks of space flight, most astronauts appear to have a puffy head and skinny legs. And so the reason is the fluid in the bodies redistribute, redistribute evenly when gravity isn't working mm. on them. Well, I guess, you know, if the heart's up in the upper chest area and then it's doing it evenly, I guess it would be more blood theoretically flowing up, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. yeah. And then after a little time in orbit, you know, the body, like it always does, ad- uh, adapts and they don't appear as puffy anymore. So this mm. is kind of a an initial reaction to whole oh, whoa you know the blood's not just going down mm. anymore so it's we kind gotta, of interesting the heart adjusts yeah. figures out what's going on blood, I'm, blood mm. i'm sure blood pressure's at play too um yeah. it's probably got to regulate it differently would be my guess because i'm sure i mean well here's my guess i would say that probably the lower half of your body would have a lot more uh pressure to deal with because there's there's more fluid i mean there so, should yeah there's there, there is there should be in theory, more fluid in the larger muscles of the mm. body, which are obviously your thighs mm. and your legs. Um, I don't know. It, it would be interesting. I, 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 I'd like to see the study on that and see how, how that all mm. comes to play. Um, but the body will adapt. There's no question about that. We see that all the time, you yeah. know, whether we want to see it or not. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it does. There's no yeah. question about it. It, it, tries to, it tries to survive. I mean, that's, yeah. that's basically what it is. Exactly. Okay, that's not working. All right. Let's, uh... Yeah, the body is designed to survive. Right. It's not, not, it's not there to be healthy. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's not there to save your butt, you know, from, if you're unhealthy. But yeah. it is designed as a survival mechanism, that, you know, to keep you alive. But the health part is up to you. Yeah. Craziness. All right, next, let's see. Uh, so the last one, I mean, sorry, the next one is... Um, oh, come on now, what's going on? Is that that muscle meltdown? Is that right? <laughs> okay, so clearly the website's not working. Give me one second. Okay, I'll go back. Okay, so next is, uh, I guess the, the, it says coordination trouble on Earth. So, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Again, I, I think it just goes right back to the muscles, just um, basically having atrophy, really. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. muscles are now, there's no need for the strength in the muscles. So the, the body says, all right, you don't need it, but I'm not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, yeah, I, think I would I think say, you're onto something. There. Yeah, I would think, you know, the, so it the, says, it's, uh, it's, it's the same old story. If you don't, if you don't use it, the body lose. will lose it. <laughs> So we'll take it um, so uh, many astronauts after a short stint on the space station they've reported difficulty adjusting back to gravity what it says here is sometimes uh, space flyers will drop things forgetting that gravity is influential back on earth because they've been up there for so sure. long just let it float sure. uh, and after six months in microgravity conditions it's difficult to adjust to a place where materials now, fall what do you mean by microgravity what is microgravity that mean? meaning uh, basically small microgravity basically they're not saying it's zero Right. What they're saying is it's it's compared to what we're used to. Right. It's micro. That's my guess, but I can also. Look yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it would be instead of zero gravity, it would be, you know, some gravity, microscopic. I mean, to the extent this was kind of back to our original discussion about whether it's, you know, whether they have to find a way to create gravity up there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Um. 
Creating microgravity. Let's see. According to one of the NASA pages, the condition of microgravity comes about when an object is in freefall. That is, it falls faster and faster, accelerating with exactly the acceleration due to gravity, 1G. As soon as you drop something like an apple in its state, it's in a state of free fall. The same is true if you throw something, it immediately falls down to Earth. But how does something fall around Earth? Um, oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So I, I think microgravity is meaning that it's so it's not zero, but you're falling around the Earth. That you're always in a state of free fall. Hmm. So, but you're still somewhat controlled by gravity. So it's not zero g. Right. That would be incorrect. All right, so so, so is the so the assumption is is since you're around the orbit of a planet around Earth, there is still gravitational pull on Always. you to oh so Always. further the away the, the less it significant gets. Significant is it right until you because get, I mean we use the gravitational uh, effects from planets to slingshot us around right even though we may not have that much pull on it basically you fall around the planet it picks you up when you're when you would be falling away, right. the gravity picks you up to keep you right. going the same speed, essentially. Right. And so, it gives you that, that, that boost. Right. So, so that, that's where that spinning, creating gravity mm. thought process comes from. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I mean, I can see, obviously, the further that you get away from a planet that's got gravitational pull, the less gravity, which microgravity, I guess, is where they're going with it, um, until you hit something else that pulls you in the other direction. So... Um, yeah, let's let's default down to Wikipedia. See what yeah, they say, go. so that you've been warned. We are reading from my, uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, the term micro G environment, uh, often referred to by the term microgravity, uh, is more or less a symptom of weightlessness and zero G, but indicates that G forces are not quite zero, just very small. Um, let's see, because these blah 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 blah. So yeah, so. Basically, that's that's what they're saying is that right. it's not zero, so they they probably need to come up with a new term because, technically, you know, you'd need a proper term because that's everyone's assuming when you say mm. microgravity, they're all assuming the same thing. Mm. So if you say zero g, everyone's gonna think zero, right. and then everyone's calculations are off. So that's from my guess would be is right. from learning all these different you know terms. What, that's where you it know comes what from. I mean. It, I think I think it'd be an interesting um, topic for a day. I think we should uh, send a little note off to some friends the discussion of gravity and can it be created mm-hmm. in a, in a uh, artificial environment so yeah I, I i'm pretty sure they can but i'd love yeah, to learn uh, like to someone learn. who's yeah. who's involved in that yeah that'd be cool yeah so we'll, we'll have to ask all right so back to uh the weird facts uh thanks to uh, space.com uh so the next one is called muscle meltdown so in the weightlessness of space Muscles aren't needed to support the body. Uh, and astronauts' muscles start to adapt to the chains almost immediately. Instead of maintaining the usual base of muscle mass needed for life on Earth, astronauts' bodies quickly get to work ridding themselves of unnecessary tissue. So they're eating themselves. That's fantastic. Um, although this might be ideal in space, it's problematic once they get back on Earth. Uh, and astronauts have to exercise for two hours a day on the space station just to maintain a healthy amount of muscle mass that they'll need once they get back to the planet. Wow. And in the uh, in the picture, it's not showing it correctly here, but uh, he, uh, one of the astronauts is actually doing the Boston Marathon distance for his workout. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, they are really really working out out there. It's not just wow. like you can't just you can't just be like, "Ah, you know, yeah, I've played some ball. You know, I can I can jump rope a few times. You know, I don't get I don't lose my breath on the stairs. It's like no, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's you know it, it's interesting. I mean, if I guess you know if you, if you've ever worked out, let's say you're just doing curls. You know, mm-hmm. you're just doing bicep. You know, you get pretty good. You get big biceps, and then all of a sudden you get busy and you're not doing it for two weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, and your bicep just shrinks. Mm-hmm. It just does. So I, 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 it would make sense. Muscle meltdown. The body doesn't. So the body doesn't know what you're using it for. Right. But it knows you're not. Yeah. So that's right. All right. Get it up. That's it. (laughs) Next one. Uh, It's titled My Aching Bones. So uh, now the exercise that they're doing on the space station is not only for their muscles so that when they get back, but it's also for their bones. Because uh, when you're in space, each month 
astronauts lose up to 1% of bone density, bro, uh, if they don't get enough exercise. So before, when we had astronauts in space, mm. they were losing bone mass. They were going through tons of therapy, physical therapy, when they'd get back, just to get back. So what they did is they figured out a, a workout regimen while you're in space, and they figured out that they can actually reverse those effects or at least minimize right. them. Well, I, I know from the many years of, of working out myself, I know the, the old theory was if you wanted to create thicker bones, stronger bones, you had to increase the amount of weight or tension on the muscle. Uh, and the body would know, okay, you know, you're going to, it doesn't know you're working out. It thinks you're out in the field carrying something or something like that. So you're yeah, working. Yeah, it's got no, no, no it doesn't idea know about context. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm doing this motion. Oh, that's the same right. motion we've done before. Yeah, so if you do it once, the, the body doesn't give a crap. <laughs> you know I mean? So, but if you. What if, does the body think when you're sitting yeah. down on the TV? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, as far well, as like, like an animalistic ass aspect, survival day, aspect, you know? it's like, oh, we're set. We're good. Oh, yeah. You're sitting around? Woohoo! Yeah, make that ass fatter, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but so, but if, if every day you, you have to carry something extremely heavy, mm. uh, whether it's your arms, your legs, your whatever, your back, whatever you're using, uh, you, the body will just thicken it or make it stronger because it knows, okay, you're going to do this every day, mm. you know? And so, um, the more you do it, the more the body will give it to you. So it becomes easier for you. Yeah. So, makes sense. There we go. All right. So, I want you to guess this one. So when I read this, I didn't, I didn't even know this happened. But okay. apparently, it's it's a little difficult to sleep in space. Hmm. Now, why? What's what's your first thought? What do you think's going on there? Um, uh, tossing and turning. You know, it's, it's um, I would guess that. You, well, maybe you do. Do you have day and night when you're up in space? Um, you'll see sunrises and sunsets, but. You're going around the Earth so fast that um, I'm not 100% sure, right. but I think you do and you don't because when you get nighttime or right. the sun and you can actually see the depths of space, I don't know. See, I, I was just thinking, that, you know, whether the see. Uh, I was thinking from the aspect that you know the body obviously reads, you know, whether it's day or night, and like even the guys up in Alaska or wherever they're gonna have three months of daylight and three months or of nighttime you know they're they have to do it by the clock they can't just do it you know because the eyes know that it's night and your body starts to gear down so that in my opinion uh, what i would think is that you want to see you know that constant rotation of day and night and if you're not getting that while you're up in the spaceship um that might be altering your your sleeping patterns sure. so that that would be my first instinct um as for getting whipped around the earth all the time, um, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know. Well, from this little thing, a snippet here, it says uh, that the ISS orbits the earth 16 times a day, uh, and a bright light will appear uh, low in the night sky before vanishing into darkness. So, um, so I guess not. It's just a little bit. Not right. not as extreme, obviously, as, as we have here. Right. So. Right. But what, but why, so why do they have problems sleeping? Well, let's get into it. Yeah. So astronauts have reported seeing flashes of light zip through their eyes as they try to rest, making it difficult for them to sleep in the space station. Hmm. And so the flashes are actually cosmic rays, high-energy particles that beam through the solar system that are always moving around. Right. Um, shooting through the orbit. Uh, I'm sorry. They're shooting. It says orbital outpost here. Uh, they're shooting through the ISS. Um and astronauts and cosmonauts, or you know, space flyers, as it says here, uh, describe it as fireworks or streaks. Uh, and although although the radiation from the rays can build up over time, right. um, they don't pose too much risk. Uh, well, I was, that's what I was going to say. Is, is is a cosmic rays the radiation that's being shot through, or is it the? Well, it's it's light. So, or well, let's it's, it's the... rays. So it's high energy particles. So. I know I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think light is also it's it's a ray and it's a particle. It's a wave and a particle. I guess so. At the same time. All right. So all uh, so so uh, your your eyes are starting to register these rays and waves. Well, I think Un it's unconsciously. No, I think what's happening is you're actually it's hitting whatever nerve mm. that would be my guess. It's hitting your optic Nerves nerve. It's passing through, and you're picking it up right. in your in the back of your eye. So you need like back a, of your lid. So you need like one of those uh 
like the guys who take going to suntan things and booths and have those little, little cup cup things in their eyes. Is that is that what they I need? I don't know. I don't think that would help though. No, no, because I think it's it's going to pass through regardless. So awesome. you, what, I think what you're seeing, this is my guess, is your when your eyes are closed. That's that would be my assumption, that um, your 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 optic nerve is picking it up. Well, your brain's picking it up, however. Well, it's if the brain's picking it up, yeah. I mean, then uh, we need a uh, magneto helmet or something Ooh. like that, you know. To Ooh, sorry, did you hear that now? So that was my idea. So, <laughs> uh, magneto helmet that's lead based or some material that it, the rays can't penetrate, mm-hmm. or or you got to put on, you know, you got that stupid mask you put on at night. I guess that that some people have to do because they 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 can't deal with any light at all, mm. you know. Uh, maybe just, they just have those on planes a lot. They have those the on day. planes. You know, th- these might have Let's to be lead-based. You know, they have a lead material in them, mm. so that way, you know, this it can't penetrate that kind yeah. of stuff. So I don't know which material it now is. The issue with bringing lead up there is that that's a lot of weight for something that we don't know is hurting you. you know? Right. You know, well, lack of sleep is going to hurt you. No. Well, uh, I think it was. I think it was a little misleading. I think it's just the fact that. Uh, that it just makes it difficult because they're seeing these flashes of light and stuff like that. Yeah, it would make so. sense. I mean, you know, if you all of a sudden you're seeing fireworks. And, uh, yeah, that would that would make it a little hard. Hour to, two. Yeah, some people sleep, can't deal you know? with noise. You yeah. know, I, I like it dark definitely, but uh, yeah, I guess that would that would bother me. You know, I don't have a problem. I can sleep right in front it's, of the TV. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference at all. So, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> But no, it, that, it's interesting though the the difference between the rays of the you know. Uh, but yes, uh, NASA, I'll, I'll take credit for that for the just go. make it the uh, the assistant helmet. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Well, good. That that, that, that went pretty well. Yeah, I, I was glad to see that that pulled well because I, I had read it and I'm like I can't I can't read this because I already know it. So yeah, that's all right. It went well for me. That was good. Yeah, no, was no. Good. It was I, I wanted right off you know right off the cuff yeah. first thought you know no I like no it. big deal. <laughs> no, no issues there at all. Uh, but uh, oh, uh, I do want to address. I am going to be fixing this, but there's a correction from last uh, episode. Um, I was confusing uh, the asteroid series that the Dawn mission is going to. Um, that that image, that rotating image right. we saw with the white. That's um, I have mistaked it for one of the moons of Pluto, right. Sharon, or Sharon, however it's pronounced. Um, and the New Horizons mission. Right. So, if the last episode you heard me mention that <laughs> Ceres is the moon of Pluto or that it's moving on to Pluto, right. it's wrong. So uh, I'll probably I'm probably gonna try and edit that so that it right. doesn't stay that way. But if you've heard that, um, so it's an asteroid, and otherwise that what it is. Well, it's an asteroid and a dwarf planet, and I think that's where it that's where my connection was because mm-hmm. I was. Uh, when I was reading it, for so some reason, they, I heard dwarf. So wait a minute, they, they can't right make up Pluto. their minds what to name it. I mean, well, no, it? it's actually both. So, so the issue. So we've talked about we talked about this before, but um, when Pluto was redesignated a dwarf planet, right? Um, there was all these conditions, um, and Pluto just didn't make it, it. The big thing that Pluto didn't make was that it has orbital debris where it's passing through. Right. So, and that's the final classification that would have made it a planet, but because it's not clear. Um, it's it's now a dwarf planet. So, hmm. um, Ceres is both an asteroid and a dwarf planet, according to their. And this is all brand new stuff. Right. You know, they they have to do a, a definition to start, and then once there's enough things that happen, we can say, okay, that's wrong. We'll adjust it. But someone's gotta like start it. You know okay. what I mean? Because before it was just planets. Uh, there was they actually nobody had a definition for the word planet. Right. They actually didn't know what it was, so yeah. they had to do that and then make another one. So, wow. okay, <laughs> so that's I'll make it up as we go. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I think when I heard dwarf planet, yeah. my mind just was like, oh yeah, right, okay, Pluto. Right. So, um, like I said, correction. Um, but none of you uh, sent an email, so I got to it first. So, haha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not we, that I should be bragging yeah, about we, that. I was definitely. Wrong. What's that? I said, not that I should be bragging about that. I was wrong. No, but well, no. Listen, we're always uh, there's always something. Uh, we don't know. We don't always get things right, and we want people to correct us if we're. If and and that's right. one thing the show's standards will will keep up is that it's okay to be wrong as long as you Absolutely. are okay with saying that you were wrong. That's right. We're <laughs> not admit to it. We're not. We're not claiming to be uh, perfect in, in what we're doing, but we we no. we love uh, space and, and everything involved in it. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, we make some, We we make a mistake. 
well, you got to let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to catch me on anything else like that or questions for the show or anything like that, just email the show. Go to todayinspace.net or todayinspace.squarespace.com and go to the contact section. Uh, you can email us about anything, uh, any questions, any topics you guys want us to hit on that you uh, heard of or you're interested in. And uh, I want you guys to get involved with the show. So email us uh, there. And um, like I said, corrections of the week. Uh, if you want to call me out, I will give you full credit for that, for being uh, the, <laughs> sorry, uh, Cushy the cat is, is, is asleep. Uh, she, was, she was giving you the mean mug earlier. Yeah, it looks like uh, she might be snoring or something. Like I think really? we're keeping her awake or something. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. She, she wakes me up every fucking morning at like three. So seems only fair. Um, she wants to play. So it's like, hey, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Time for a water bottle spray on that one. So. <laughs> well, the problem is, is I can't use the sprayer because if I spray, then I'm gonna wet stuff and so I can't do that. So, so, um, let's talk about. Uh, Let's talk about this blizzard. It's supposed to be catastrophic. It's supposed to be... Uh, what's funny, so outside shoveling, as a lot of New Englanders do, and people are talking. Yeah. Actually, We're talking snow, not bullshit, right? Yes. So, well, yeah, it so, depends. It depends. The, during the break, you're shoveling bullshit. You know, right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, so the guys outside, you know, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, did you, did you hear the news? You know, we're supposed to get a, a huge storm. And the guy's like... Ah, you know, I saw something on it. You know, I heard we're going to get a storm. And the guy goes, no, no, we're going to get 10 to 15. And I'm like, no, 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 25 to 30. It's just like, it's so funny because it's like they each heard the same news that I heard at different times. And within a day, (laughs) that was the progression. That was, (laughs) it's like, okay, it went from a storm passing by to 30 inches and you didn't hear about it yet. Yeah, this is the old... uh the old famous balloon effect, you know, as soon as that, that nor'easter hits that water, mm. and if there's no um, high blood pressure, high high blood pressure, yeah, I guess high pressure around it, versus, and it give everybody high blood pressure, uh, it just balloons. It, like, mm. it, it just magnifies the size of the thing. So, um, matter of fact, we're going to have Nick on here one of these days, you know. Yeah, so. Nick uh, is studying to be, actually, he's gotten his degree, he's got a his meteorologist, degree, so his we're going to have him on. I've got some questions uh, myself, because it's not, not my expertise at all. Um, he'll be on here soon, but right. uh, but back to the blizzard. Back yeah. to the blizzard. Um, it would be really good to have money for this, yeah. but um, yeah. um, it's gonna be interesting because you know I've heard the legends from this area of the blizzard of '78. Right. Um, some of you may not know. It's I'm pretty sure it's a pretty young crowd, but the blizzard of '78 was catastrophic, and it was it was what originally said that it was just gonna blow through. Was it going to be a big deal? Yeah, it was uh, officially, um, it was uh, three, maybe five inches of snow that day. That oh, was, that's what it was called for. And what did it end up being? Uh, it ended up being anywhere between 36 to 48 inches. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, it fell in one day. <laughs> it fell in one day. It Holy fell crap. in one day. What happened is uh, the storm came up the coast, and it was very big, fluffy flakes. Uh, it basically hit about 10 o'clock in the morning. So everyone had already gone to work. Oof. Everyone already had gone dangerous. to work. It was, so it was, what, four to, four to six hours for it to pile up by that? What, people it, are leaving? It was, two it, to four? It, was, it, it was, it really was, I mean, it was one of those things that wow. 10 o'clock, it just blew. It just came in, and all of a sudden, it. what happened is it was a high blood pressure, high, again, high blood pressure. Yeah, it's <laughs> my, blood, my blood pressure. <laughs> high pressure system, uh, if you're looking at, a, like looking at a clock at about between one and three o'clock as the storm was coming up, and it was... Um, it just blocked it. It blocked the storm from progressing because usually they just come up the coast and turn out the sea. Well, it didn't turn out the sea. It just came up and stopped. Mm. It didn't go anywhere. Wait, like caught in the Cape or below? right off the Cape? Yeah. It just got caught right Damn. there and stayed there for almost twelve hours. So what it did, it just kept dumping two inches an hour. It just kept dumping it and dumping oh, it and man. dumping it. Two inches an hour. And what happened was, you know, it was it was, during Monday through Friday, all the cars on the road. The plows weren't ready because they thought it was three inches, four inches. We'll just let it right. fall. We'll get it after rush hour. And that's that's the first. That's the that's huge. Cause, yeah, it was huge. Uh, we've seen we've seen earlier uh, in the last few years. I think Atlanta got hit with what it was a it was a simple two to three inches. Right. I think. Uh, right. Don't quote me on this, but it, it wasn't a lot of snow. Right. But it was snow that they're not used to. Right. And the roads were a disaster. 
because probably my guess would be people didn't know how to drive in it. Right. Which is a huge mistake. I mean, you got people up here, they, you know, uh, <laughs> you could be in a spin and check your phone, you know, right, yeah, it's just, at the same you know, time, yeah. you're not going that fast or both. To, to start, no, right, or both. Yeah, same or time. Both. But, but no, um, it, it, it gotten so bad so quickly the plows there were no plows out the plows that were out couldn't go anywhere because and they couldn't make any ground i'm sure even they, they, they couldn't could. because there wasn't you couldn't all the cars i mean every road you were on there were abandoned vehicles wow. every road every highway 128 which is the main uh road uh, highway that loops around boston uh there were tens of thousands of cars abandoned and people walked to the nearest building or the nearest home. Mm. Um, and just to put it in perspective, usually, you know, you get a heavy-duty du- snow like we're going to get. It might be a day or two and everyone's all set. Right. It was seven days, eight days, nine days before people got out of their homes. Wow. Um, people, uh, I remember shoveling. I mean, I was 14 at the time, and we were, sh- we were shoveling out the driveway. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, and literally we have, I have a picture of, of the snow taller than I am so that's like six eight feet above the ground right and there's a guy behind me uh with his cross-country skis and it is literally the road that that we drive on wow and and that's what it was but I mean people people died they they say some people stayed in their cars and they left the cars running and the 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 carbon carbon monoxide monoxide backed up and killed them um uh, there was a call that went out from the police that they wanted anybody who had snow um snowmobiles mm. because the cops couldn't get anywhere so if you needed to get someone yeah. to how, how would how were they getting out to people about this uh, it was on the tv it was the all TV? the tv oh, okay. tv and radio so tv was tv and radio i mean if if you guys didn't have that this could have been it i mean you guys wouldn't have known what to do right would have come back yeah i mean the the, yeah, the national guard was pulled was called out the wow. national called they, they literally imagine your car right they had to clear 128 so much that they literally would would show up with tow trucks and with cranes wrap a chain around your car and just around the middle of it i'm not talking from the tire i'm talking around where the doors are they would wrap the chain around and they would just yank the car out of the snow and then tow it away you know Damn. i mean it was it, it was they had to do it that quickly they had every exit had um National Guardsmen who were there who wouldn't let you, you couldn't drive. Mm. You, you were lo- you're not allowed to drive. I think it was like six days. You weren't allowed to drive. You could walk if you uh. wanted to. Uh, but anybody who had snowmobiles, they were asked to, to go to the police stations. And so that way you could, if someone, you know, had a heart attack or something mm-hmm. happened, you could, you could, could try and take them to the hospital. Yeah. Or if someone, you know, ran out of, wow. was out of their medicine and you had to bring them some medicine. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah that lasted. Move around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was the timing of it was just awful. Mm. The timing of it, right at rush hour. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I can't even imagine because it, it, you'd think, okay, I'm gonna get home. The weather's bad, right? But it's unrelenting. It's it, two it, inches an hour. I mean, two inches an hour. I mean, let's think about it now. Even to today's standards, if we get two inches to uh, an hour on Tuesday, um, that's bad because you know the the, the plows they do good jobs right. when they're prepared, but. How long's that shift before they get back? Yeah, by the time you know? you're, you you do your four hour shifts, you go right back and you say, well, what the hell did four I just or do? Six I inches, mean, yeah, yeah, just get yeah. the same thing. But. Yeah, and that's if they get it when there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, so so we got we got 36, 36 to forty eight inches, and the wind just kicked up tremendously. Oh, so man. a lot of people you couldn't, a lot of people opened their doors and had to dig out their front doors like in a cave to get out <laughs> to to where they wanted to do. But wow. I mean, wherever you were, you stayed. Mm. That's basically what it was for six to eight, nine days. I mean, wow. that's the way it Man, was. Some so. people are gonna lose their minds if that happens up here. Yeah, all the people that either like don't like where they are or, or get really bored really easily. I well, hope. you remember we didn't we didn't you know we didn't really have internet at the time. No. You know, we didn't ha- we didn't have internet no. at the time. So all we had was the TV, which is, was the basic you know, right. but seven eight stations. I, I mean, even then, seventy eight. I mean, how much was on TV? Yeah, it really wasn't that much. I mean, these poor people at the at the TV stations had to, there was like five people trapped there, and they had to, they they had to do had to every do show, show <laughs> everything, and like oh my god. they really started to look really ragged, you know. That after must, oh, oh man. my god, yeah, it was I wonder, really awful. Oh man, if if there's anyone in this show who's got any ideas, like if there's anyone who's did that before, oh, yeah. or if you've got on the old stories, send them in because that sounds like a Blast! Oh, oh yeah, it was but awful too. It was after really after a few days. You got to create just... something out of nothing, you know. I was like, oh my god, I'm on TV and I'm talking for twelve straight hours. You know, it's like they were literally god. showing them. <laughs> it was so bad. They had to like 
showing themselves on the mirror and showing so they show the camera guy. <laughs> I mean, all right, we got to stretch this out somehow. It was awful, oh, you know. Man. But uh, no, it was it was a state of emergency. It really was one of those states of emergencies where you just don't go out, stay mm. where you are, don't go anywhere. Um, that's why a lot of people in this area, whenever there's a storm, there's like this uh, mad rush. I was in Stop and Shop today, and uh, like there's no bread, no bananas, nothing. Oh. It's like, come on, people, you know, I mean, we could all lose 20 pounds and not be a problem, you know. So well, it's it's yeah. crazy the hysteria because, I mean, there's been storms that really there's no reason to to worry about, but for no. some reason, th- it seems like everyone got the same call, and it's right. like it's it's like well, who who told you it's going to be that bad? Yeah, it, it really it really was functioning. The timing of it was so awful. It was so awful. Nobody, everyone thought it was three to five inches. Mm. Nobody, nobody even thought about it. And then nobody prepared for it. And then when it hit, by the time they got the crews in ready to get out there, you already had a foot and a half to two feet down. You had abandoned cars everywhere. Mm. So no plows couldn't get anywhere. The police couldn't get anywhere. People just basically walked to wherever they were, and that's where they were. Uh, I remember an, uh, an uncle of mine, God rest his soul now, but uh, he walked um, um, five some odd miles mm. to get to the house. And, uh, you know, he probably he would have been better off just staying at the building he was at. And kind of, he looked terrible. He was wow. just awful. You know, I was like, oh, my God. It was like he was having a heart attack right there. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going down, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, you know, one of my cousins had uh, – you know, he was at someone's house. He just he was there for like nine days. Yeah, that's. You know? I was telling somebody today who's, who's not from the area. Just mm-hmm. you know, just prepare for you know storms Tuesday, Wednesday into Thursday. Yeah. Just prepare wherever you're gonna be that you'll be there till Thursday. Right. Even if you don't, fine. Right. But just prepare for it. You know, in those days, even even prior to that, you know, a lot of people used to keep those old army blankets you know the real canvas mm. you know keep those army blankets in the car so whenever winter would come along they would just stick them in the trunk mm. because you know if you got you were off the side of the road or your car right. got you know and people couldn't find you you could at least wrap yourself in a blanket and mm-hmm. you wouldn't you know at least you'd be warm in that right. perspective so right. you know <laughs> so but. wow that, that's something man i mean i hope that's not the case that we have the blizzard of 2015 no, no we don't uh <laughs> That's why I shake my head. Now, anybody, anybody lived through the blizzard of '78 and remembers it. Mm. You know, you just kind of go, just shake your head and you go, nah, I don't want to see that shit again. You know, just. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, and the the worst thing about it is that you know, at that height of snow, there's no snowblower that's going to help you. You have to shovel it. Oh yeah, because yeah, okay, so we say 48 inches, right? Yeah. Four feet. And you've got that, yeah. The blower's not going to get blower above can't, it. No, it can't. Oh my god. No. So basically, what you, you, if you got a crew of guys? I guess okay. You know, right. you, these guys can chop it down, and then the blower, if it's strong enough, hmm. can throw it to a certain point. But usually, it's the point where you're going. You know, right. you, you got to throw it off to the side. You know, it's like so. yeah. If you're just getting out of the house to do it, oh, yeah, yeah. You're screwed. Where are you going to put it? You know. Yeah. So, but uh, and that's that's when the fraternity guys come come in to help. Uh, if if any of the surrounding colleges, oh yeah, man, that's that's when th- those boys just go go loose because it's like, hey, you know, everyone's stuck. Yeah. Got a bunch of dudes. Let's just go. Let's let's get great this way done. to make a lot of money. Yep, just go find yep. the uh, the older ladies that are sitting there or some older guys that are you mm-hmm. know in their house. Or if you know there's a route, I, I remember back uh, back when I was in college, we were trying to set up this route because it was around the lake, and uh, they wouldn't, the plows would never make it to them until like the next day. Sure. So it was like, all right, we, we could probably make a killing here. Oh, yeah. You know, but absolutely. we just, you know, it's just like anything else. Commitment oh, let me levels. tell you. Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People, people actually doing it. It's, there was two of us that wanted to do it. And then it was like, all right, we can't, two of us right. can't do that. So. Well, I remember, it was funny, it was like a couple, of, couple of days after there were still people at the local supermarket. Uh, it was walking distance. It was only down the street. And um, they decided there was people who had, who were there never went home they decided to open the place up mm. well in six hours everything was cleaned out there was nothing left in the place and just like close it down again because it was a, the, all the food was gone Damn. you know everyone anyone who, who was walking around you know went over there and just took whatever they could buy bought whatever food they could because it literally I mean literally you were you were walking at the height of the top of a car Wow. So that's that's wow. you were walking at the it's height of a town. Yeah, it's crazy. You were walking at that height. That's a lot of snow. That's a lot of snow, and that's uh, you it's know a lot of snow for an area like this, or an area yeah. that's uh, um, a mix of suburb and city. 
and and it's just uh yeah if the roads are covered with that much snow it's bad news you weren't going anywhere it's bad news but i'll tell you you'll you'll, uh you'll probably get really close with your neighbors probably meet some people you've never talked to before (laughs) absolutely well and then it was pure back to the human experience yeah you had you were so so bored i mean because you were so bored sitting around it's like it's like, all right, you know, is there anything going on? You know, because something, yeah. <laughs> something that please I, know, I think we need a little bit of that. I think we need a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, um, I could definitely see myself getting bored too quickly. A little, a little extreme boredom will, will put us back in our places. Yeah, tell you absolutely. That. So, <laughs> I, but yeah, you know, I mean, the, the blizzard of '78. Um, uh, it was. It was full blown. I mean, there might be some old uh, TV. Um, footage from those days mm. which would be interesting i mean maybe youtube might have it i don't know i've never looked it up Could be. i don't really want to experience it again you know but yeah. uh, but it would be interesting for those who want to uh experience it or see it uh but it was interesting it, uh, it was very um it, it was a real mer- it was a real emergency not not, yeah. not a created emergency you right. know so um tony it was a you know cool yeah cool all right i want to i want to end the episode last 15 minutes here uh and talk about you know the, the few things so there's another video um with captain kelly uh, that i want to talk about and so what's even more interesting with this mission is that uh the kelly's there's two of them um and one is going into space and one is going to stay on land and so what they're going to try and see they're identical twins mind you um so what they're going to try and find out is what actually happens to the human um, body and everything down to DNA and RNA and proteins that your body builds? What does it do? And it doesn't get any better as far as a scientific experiment to have two identical twins. So they're going to actually see, like, is there any long-term effects with, with human beings, with being in space that long? Could, could a Martian, a human, uh, an Earthling, Went to colonate Marsh, uh, Mars, Marsha. I was gonna say I don't know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some woman. Yeah. Um, will like will they become a different type of human being because their mm. body is now adjusted to different gravity? You know, they the in the same video I'll post up. They were saying that the shape of the eyeball actually changes right. in microgravity, and some people have a lot. You know issues with seeing obviously because the the structure of the eye is breaking down like that's going to be crazy if we have you know less gravity and better blood flow does that mean they'll get smarter because now they're i mean i don't think that's how it works but just to think about it like would more blood flow to the brain make them more intelligent or you know how would the body look you know from what we read skinny legs and puffy faces Maybe there's something to that. Right. You know, on the maybe... way there, I think that's the, the case. When they get to the planet, if they're going to colonize a planet, I guess the gravity level, I'm assuming, well, let's is, see what is, 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 is a lot more than it is here, I would assume. What is... The, you're talking on Mars? On Mars, yeah. Um, uh, my guess would be less, actually. All right, so 3.711 meters per second squared. On Earth, it's 9.8, so it's about a third. So it's about a third the gravity? Um, it's about a third the gravity, yes. Yeah, okay. Earth's 9.8. The moon is 1.6. So it's it's more or less... So the it's further a little away, the double. higher the gravity level, the higher pull, huh? The higher... Um, Jupiter's... Well, it's also... It, it's mainly dependent on the mass. The mass of the, pl- of the of, planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of and the planet. then the distance away you are from the center. From the, from the center of it. Yeah. Uh, that has a huge, huge play. Yeah. So. Because, I mean, we're Earth, what, 9.8? Right? Jupiter, 24.79. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, you wouldn't even reach the... Uh, there's no surface to reach, but if you did reach right. it, you, you'd you be you'd be a pancake. You'd wow. be Yeah, you'd be nothing. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so a third. So what would a third the effect hmm. of gravity do with the human human body, you know? Right. Would it, would it, would it become... Let's just take the hypothetical here. Let's mm-hmm. say you, you had a kid on Mars, mm-hmm. right? I mean, in theory, because there's less gravity, would he grow taller? Because there's less gravity? Would he... Or would growing up in that, you know, because uh, let's... I want to pull up a picture of plants in, spa- uh, plants in space. Because um, there's, there's a whole bunch of different things that seem to happen. Um, you know, they... 
they, they grow a little bit differently, their structure, from what I understood. Although I don't know if you can actually see it with these. But I know some of the issues uh, that that's happened because a, a lot of these plants are obviously grown and mm -hmm. their structure is to work with gravity. So you take yeah. it out or you make it much less, there's issues. Right. You know, and it's got to mm -hmm. adjust. So I think the same could be said about you know the human body it's like okay so what what adjustments would it would it make you right. know how, how else is it going to be different um it's just it's fascinating you know bone density loss and then go into we'll just talk about aliens let's right. go there right um this is my biggest thing is if we feel so much so much effect from being on in orbit with microgravity just as humans what does that mean for other species in other areas with different gravity, they wouldn't be able to land here. No, no. And if they did, it wouldn't be for long. No. Unless they somehow, I don't know, were able to manipulate gravity. Right. Or their body was unaffected by it, which would that'd be a totally other thing. So it's like, that's kind of like, all right, so how, you know, right. how would you get, how would they get here? Even if they, even if they got there, right, how even, would they stay here? Right. Yeah, especially, I mean, you know, a lot of the, you know, I mean, I, we've, technically, we haven't seen an alien, technically, I mm -hmm. guess it would be. But the, the the sketches and everything that you've seen, it's skinny arms, skinny legs, and... Big heads. Big heads, right? So, hey, so, uh, maybe there's something to Big that. eyes. <laughs> yeah, right, big eyes, right. Big eyes. Oh, Different. they're onto yeah, something. You know, hey, oh. something going on here, you know? Oh. Maybe it's just a couple of cousins that took off went the wrong way, but, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it wouldn't make sense that they could come down and just kind of walk around because the the gravity would they probably could right. but their bodies would pro we're assuming their bodies would adapt but if they didn't adapt they'd be even worse trouble because their bodies would be either used to weightlessness or right. uh would have gravity so if, if they were used to weightlessness and then they had gravity their whole system would be fucked oh yeah they everything would be pushed down um if they had joints, they'd be super, super compressed and and, right. and, and and all types of stress that they could they could get. Um, like if they were the the skinny arm, big heads, you know, they'd be their head would be falling down. And, oh, you sure. know, sure. I know I'm moving and none of you can see it, but right. yeah, <laughs> the head the head flop as we call it. So. So. so yeah, it's just it's really it's it's just it's 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 crazy thing to be like okay. We want to get there, you know. From my aspect, yeah. there's the, you know, um, the engineering aspect. We can actually get there at this point. Yeah. But, and the video says this too, is what does it? What does the human body do? Never mind that. How can someone mentally take the strain? Um, there's already reports of at four months, mm. um, astronauts, you know, just seem to experience whether it's longing for being back home or right. um not being in a tight box or maybe it actually is that they're they're mentally breaking down you know right. i don't know i mean these these astronauts cosmonauts takanauts they're right. all um they're all run through the ringer as far as you know can you handle it right so you know if they're experiencing it you can't just send some some joe schmo up there no you know well i tell you I, I'm, I'm gonna ask the question that's uh as you know, I ask those questions that always oh, get me please. in trouble. So that's why we're explicit. Yeah, why, why, <laughs> why, why stop now? I guess would be the question. But um, I mean, if, if the astronaut can't stay up there for a year, mm. I mean, why don't they have a man and a woman go up there and have sex and see what the baby comes out with? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, number one, what's sex life? Sex like in space? I mean, is it zero G sex? It, right? I mean, is there no pressure at all? No, I mean, mm -hmm. whatever. You know, and is, then can you get pregnant? Work the same way. That's right. You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> too many options there, but, but you know well, I, I, my guess is they wouldn't well you know that's interesting I, I would say you know as far as like because that's weird so, so where my mind is going because yeah. it, it sounds like I'm stumbling uh, my head's just going a million miles a uh, minute um, you know what does gravity play in the development of a child right right so or just 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 cr just creating the the sperm to the egg to create yeah does that require gravity does it require gravity does it not does it yeah. does it affect it in some way you know so in theory i'm assuming 
I'm assuming they've thought of this, that there has to be a point somewhere where you have to get a couple of volunteers to say, hey, let's... Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know. you know, with the Mars mission, uh, that might come up with the Mars mission. Right. Uh, you know, that's definitely... It's going to be a reality at some point because you'd have to colonize the, the area. Right. Uh, the planet, the area. Um, and you'd have to start basically birthing Martians. Um, right. So... Yeah, they're going to have to test it at some point, so that'll be interesting. I, my guess, my first thing would be, if, if I was in charge, um, thanks for asking, by the way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if we try it on the moon, yeah, see what happens on the moon first, right. um, on our way to getting to Mars, because for, for a few reasons. For number one, gravity's less, so right. we know the more extreme effects of it. Um, we can test bases on the moon. We can, I mean, the soil is different. Right. The conditions are different, but you're still going to learn enough at some point to do that. So then it brings into question, is this a one organization journey? Is this just NASA? Right. Or do they bring in the Chinese space agency, the UK space agency, the Russian, the Roscosmos? Right. Do they send to all these people work in collaboration and work on different parts of the aspects of sending work as humans, right. humankind to get and be suitable to live on Mars? Or does it become a competition yeah, like it, it has been in the space race? Well, before? you know, that, that, that's kind of an interesting point. I think, I think part of the problem, they, they both have problems, both ways, whether it's a collaboration or whether they all say, okay, let's see who can do it the, the, the best way. All right, let's all, let's uh, eight different ways of doing it. Let's try it out. Um, the collaboration part has merit, save money, get different ideas and everything else, but you're also putting all your eggs in one basket mm. where, you know, I mean, this is a test. This is exploring. It is mm -hmm. pioneering, right? Yeah. So, you know, no one really knows if one person's idea is better than the other person's, so right. why don't we try five different ways? Right. You know, and, and say, okay, let's take the best of that one, let's take the best of that one, let's take the best of that one, and then mm -hmm. we'll combine them. Because the only way to really know for sure is to actually try it. Right. So, but, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I to me, I would think you'd want to have a kind of, you know, okay, you know what, let's let's try five different ways, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and see what you can come out of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think, that's, I think that's the, the intelligent way to go about it. Right. Um, but... You know, because you know what it is. I, th I think what happens is we, we talked. To, we we kind of touched on this on a previous episode, but you really kind of wanna you want to get to what doesn't work as quickly as possible. You want to kind of get there right. early you know, in the game. Early in the game, because if you have a collaboration, you know, sure, you you may have eliminated some some of the some of the potential problems, but you by having five different tests you could eliminate a lot of the different that right. did work this didn't work right you know this you know and you can get the yeses and the noes pretty quickly mm -hmm. where if you had a collaboration you might have to collaborate five times right. you might so it's the same thing but over a longer yeah. period of time so right. but yeah and I, I i really think i think um i think we're at a place right now with the international space station potentially running its course uh in the next few years you know um, they need to find a reason to keep it up there um, it's got to be funding for it. Um, there's there's word allegedly that China's uh, trying to make a moon base. The Russians have mm. talked about a moon base. Um, so the question is, do we follow suit or let them work on the technology, get their credit, and then we focus on more the intellectual aspect of, and not only intellectual, um, the sociological aspect of putting someone in space because we have a lot of research with that. Um, and, it, and we're already on the on the, the move to it. So I, I see it moving more towards um, people working in their expertise and then small spa uh, space organizations who are in the, the growing of it having opportunities to work on other things that the other organizations can't. Right, right. So I see it moving towards more of a Star Trek version, the Federation, as opposed to right. you know, the Empire, as you will. Right. Um, not that there's really... There's, there's so little space in Star Wars, except right. for like... The background of it, right? Like, yes, there's aliens, but there's really no, no. They got cool ships, yeah, and stuff like that. But they, they don't talk about space. No, nothing about space. They don't talk about space. No. But 
Alright, so we're at the end of the episode today. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, sure, uh, no, yeah, you gotta mentally prepare. This is, this, is, this is the weather. This is, everyone says, oh, you know, it's. You live in that area. Brutal mental force. Just is. It sucks either way. So check the show out at <laughs> todayinspace.net. Hope you guys enjoyed and stay warm if you're stuck in. Hopefully we'll have enough stuff so you guys can stay interested and not too bored for the blizzard of 2015.